we're getting close to the end, but we're not done yet. I'm Kareen. She's Ronica. She's the host of What's Next with Ronica, where she gets to have conversations with former college student athletes who are doing their thing in sports entertainment. And you got to speak to Robert Ringer, a close friend, uh, one of our first mentors for the Winning Edge. And you just coming, being a Cali kid, you know, you didn't go too far from home. You went kind of just up a little bit. But for Ringer, he went from Compton to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. You know, what was what were you expecting to kind of hear from him on that experience and just kind of like how do you go from one coast to the other like that and it's not just one coast to the other he's from Compton California and then Birmingham Alabama I couldn't think of cities that are that different they're it's just the opposite side of the spectrum and um so I was expecting to hear some culture shock uh some maybe wanting to go back home, not fitting in there, because you know being a Compton kid from and then going to Birmingham, Alabama, I couldn't imagine just the different environment that you're put in. So that's what I was expecting, and kind of got a little bit of it when he talked about um, trying to be in the in broadcasting school, and they were just like, "You're not for us." Like and as a student as anyone it's just like how are you going to tell me that and him having to make his way to now being the associate producer like it everything works out and I think at the end of it you can see how like no matter what your plans were in the beginning no matter who like steps in and tells you yes or no at the end of the day you are where you are supposed to be what is the thing that you want to make sure our listeners get out of Ringo's conversation just, uh, I think, especially in times like these, um, making sure you're prioritizing what's right for what's next in your life. Um, he has a 12-year-old son, and he's been giving all the advice that he can, and his son is growing up completely different than he did. But from the lessons he's learned, it's prioritizing your life, setting your goals, always working to aim higher. And I he reminded me a lot of my dad in that sense where it's, there's always something more that you can aim for and you can reach for. Um, And so I think it was inspiring to see like um, him complete his dreams and now look for his son to reach even bigger dreams. Well, I think Ringer being Compton to Birmingham, I thought that would be a nice conversation for you. Um, And I hope that our listeners uh, agree with me. I do too. Tune in. <laughs> okay. Well, your username alone, it's Compton Born. Yes. And so in your recruiting process, all the way from Compton, California to Birmingham, Alabama, what led to that decision? Well, I think for me originally, I actually went to school in the state of Washington at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for one thing that was um, I think nobody really prepared me for it was just even transitioning from, you know, not only let alone transition to go to school out of state, but transitioning from an environment that I grew up in. So I went to school in Washington and um, I didn't really last that long. And a lot of it was just my immaturity. I think as far as when I got there, um, I kind of didn't know what to expect. Um, also, just trying to as far as have like this new perspective of life and, mm-hmm. and um, how I should go about things. And so... Um, when I left school, I left school in Washington. I went back to Compton, 
And I love my mom. And I love my family. But I realized very soon that, yeah, living at home wasn't my thing anymore. <laughs> it was like, you know what? I'm like, I love you guys. But I, I want to say it was one situation where my mom, she definitely likes a tidy house. Yeah. And um, I left a plate in the, di- in, the, in the dishwasher. And it was like 1 in the morning. She was like, you need to come wash this dish. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, it is like yeah, this ain't for me anymore. So I think I think for them, man, I just really as far as new, if I was gonna take another step and, and venture off and go away to college again, that I really had to have like a different perspective. I had to kind of go about it a different way. And for me it was just more so knowing that um I just couldn't quit. You know, I had mm-hmm. to kind of just go about it. So an opportunity came to go to um Birmingham and I think majority of people probably like was like what are you doing like do you really yeah. want to go from <laughs> Compton California to Birmingham Alabama um so you know I took that chance and and it's definitely as far as a decision um that I, I just couldn't pass up on and you talked about I mean a lot of it was moving on your own going to Washington on your own coming back and then going to Birmingham on your own what did yeah. you learn from all of that I guess independence well, I, think, I think for me, man, I mean, it really as far as taught me how to trust myself. I think sometimes when you're so um, just as far as like in your comfort zone and and just 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 the ability to even like go to your parents or your loved one's house and and just get that feel of, of comfort and comfort of home. When that's mm-hmm. kind of taken away, I think you kind of got to find things within yourself to just really be like, you know what, um, who am I, you know, um, you know, I don't have the luxuries of knowing that people around me are just an environment that I'm used to. It's just certain things that I think that when you know you could go to the corner store, or you could go mm-hmm. to this little store and get your favorite. For me, I'm a Mexican food fan being from Cali. Yeah. So like, okay, you know what? I could get the comforts of home that just, and once that was taken away, man, I had to really just kind of dive deep and say, you know what? You know, who do you want to be? Um, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that if you want to, as far as push forward and maybe reach, you know, some dreams, you got to depend on yourself. So how are you going to do that? And I think those years truly um, it just changed my perspective. And it changed as far as not only, you know, how I started looking at things at that time, but I'll even see now how some of those foundations are still in play. Yeah. So you said you had to realize who you had to be. And I mean, you were an athlete. You're playing basketball there. So when did you really start to realize that basketball is going to be over and you had to figure out your identity without athletics? Um, I think, I think, I, 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 I mean, forever. I think, I think it took a while. I think for you always realize or you always think that you got an opportunity to continue. And I think for me, I didn't have much of a plan B. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I was just happy that I was able to kind of go to college and to just get away. I mean, so many people that um, I knew growing up, they never left. Like, they never mm-hmm. left Compton. They never had an opportunity to as far as see other things. And so, um, you know, you kind of always hold on that too. But I think, you know, the people around me, when I really started to kind of branch out and meet some different people and then really start understanding, like, you know what, if this does not work out, like, what's next? What's your mm-hmm. next start? What's your next journey? Uh, what's your next step? And I think for me, even going into television, that was something that I stumbled up on. You know, yeah. I, I, I think I've, I've never even, I I never even thought about TV until my junior year of college. Exactly. Like, like, people, so what, what even happened? That man, you it, just ended it's up kind, at ESPN? Hey, it's actually a kind of a bad story though, too, because so I was going, I was at UAB and I was going to school for public relations. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, you know, PR is what I want to do. For some 
our reason, I felt like PR just sounded like a glamorous, exciting thing to be a part of. But unfortunately, um, the department head at UAB didn't feel like I belong. Like straight <laughs> up, he he told me, he told me, he was like, yeah, you don't fit my program. I was like, interesting. <laughs> so, you know, like being being a California kid, man, I was like, what? You He can't tell me this. Yeah. But then I realized I was in the deep south, which is a whole different situation. So um, <laughs> I had an elective I needed to take. And um, one of them, I decided, I said, you know, I'm going to take this TV course. And so I take the TV course and just so happened the department head at UAB, um, he was teaching the course. He was teaching the, the TV course. And when I say I love the, just the creativity that television offered, like I was able to, some of our projects, he'd be like, you know what, um, this is a subject line, come up with a video, you know, if you have all the resources to do it. He used to travel to like Cam's Film Festival. He used to just talk to me about, you know, just allowing like what the things that I saw in our experience, to just allow that creativity to just, um, to just flow. And so, man, I was going and I was doing, I was um, doing these videos and, and just doing different things. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and I was like, I think I'm gonna switch my major. And she was like, what? Your I junior like, year? I said, my junior year. <laughs> she was like, she was like, you sure? I was like, I just feel it. I don't know what it is. I just feel it. And so um, I switched my major. And like I said, and this is why, this is one thing as far as I didn't really understand early. And I always tell people if I'm mentoring, I'm talking to them is that, man, the art of networking is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you gotta be able to kind of just, um, not only as far as like put people around you that are, you know, probably a little further along that can help guide you, but just sometimes even speaking up and letting people know what your aspirations and what your dreams are. And so for me, um, it was, uh, I was, I was in the rec center. I used to go in there, always shoot, work out. And the, 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 the two of the ladies that ran the rec center at UAB just became, you know, acquainted and, and, and was real, real cool. And so one day they reached out to me and they were just like, um, you know, it's a lady. She has a satellite ESPN office in Birmingham. And all I kept doing is thinking about you. And it was like, um, do you want us to give her a call and see if you could answer? She was like, of course, you know, why wouldn't I? <laughs> and so I go and I, 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 I meet with her, I interview with her. Um, and then so she ended up hiring me as an intern. And she's now, she like became my mentor. And I mean, she just, she just, she just really was, just taught me uh, what TV was about, um, mm -hmm. me understanding the layouts of ESPN, and it transitioned to me getting the job that I am now. When a job opened up in Charlotte, I was able to, um, like, I, I applied for the job, but the people that I met along the way, I reached out to everybody, and I was like, listen, yeah. I just went for the job. Is there any way you can write me a letter of recommendation? Can you speak to the people? And um, coming to find out, it was over four thousand applicants for the for the position, but I ended up getting it. So, and I've been there since. So now ESPN is home. Yeah, and you're moving <laughs> around. First of all, four thousand applicants. What do you think made you stick out out of the thousands? Well, I think I think number one, man. One thing during my internship that really really helped me was that um, I was just open. I think I was just a sponge. And so me being a sponge and me being able as far as like willing to outwork anybody that came around, because I really truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed, even though, you know, some of the work was, you know, entry level work and that have you doing different things. But I was just so happy to just, you know, be just kind of just really like be a part of something that I felt like could be my future. And somebody that was willing to show me 
um, the ropes. Um, I just really just observed it. I know during my interviewing process with ESPN, I had two interviews. And so after the second interview, coming to find out is the hiring manager was, you know, acquiring and talking to people about me. And so he reached out to my um, my mentor and, and they ended up having a two hour conversation. And then one thing she said to him, though, she said, listen, she said, you may find someone, she said, you may find somebody that's more talented than Robert. You may find somebody that's even more skilled. He was like, but you would not find not one applicant that would work harder than him. And so when he said that, I remember the manager, he told me, he said, I had to hire you. And yeah. now he's the vice president of, uh, well, he's a, a coordinating producer, still works for ESPN. And it's like every once in a while, he just grabs me. He was like, she wasn't wrong. You know, and I think yeah. that's always been like my, my staple is just the, you know what, I'm going to outwork you. You know, you're mm -hmm. not going to outwork me. And I think that's what's really has helped me propel and help me as far as in this career. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what exactly does an associate producer do? Or like, what are some big projects that you've been able to work on? Um, for me, man, I'm, I've, I've done a lot of great things. Like last year, um, I worked the NBA draft. I actually was a field producer um, with Maria Taylor. We did all like the sideline interviews. So that Zion interview from mm -hmm. Zion to RJ Barrett, um, I was alongside of her and we was orchestrating those interviews. So for me, man, I'm I'm on the event side of things. So I do a lot of traveling. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. You work in events, be used to planes, which I don't know how this is going to change after we're done with all this. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a lot of traveling. So, the job kind of varies. I mean, I could go into an event and I could be producing the graphics for it. I could be field producing for it. I'm an associate director also, so I could be AD, call it AD, and which an associate director is pretty much responsible for the timing of the show. Sometimes okay. if you're doing graphics for the show, you're responsible for producing all the graphics for the show. Um, I've produced shows. I've, like I said, field produced as far as some things from the NBA draft. I've worked, man, I've worked, you know, college Women's College were a series of events. I worked NCAA games. I worked, I worked a lot, yeah. a lot of events. <laughs> McDonald's. One of the biggest, one of the events that I really enjoyed that we wasn't able to do this year. I've done the McDonald's All American Game the last couple of years. Yeah. Jordan Brand Classic. So, um, it's. I mean, ESPN has really allowed me to be a part of some special things. That's incredible. Again, yeah. but now like, I know you have a son, and from your journey. Like, what lessons would you hope to pass down to him that he can benefit from coming up? I, I think the biggest thing that I try to share with him is that, man, you, nothing is given to you, you know? And I think for me, you know, even though he lives, and this is kind of an interesting piece to parenting, is that his journey is totally 180 from my journey. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know, you know, this... I mean, thank God, but I'm able to, as far as just provide a different environment for him. So he's like this suburban kid that, you know, I mean, we, we walk and he don't even see probably homeless people, let alone gang yeah. members. And I mean, that's something that I experience every day, you know? Yeah. So I think one thing I try to just share with him, I show him where I'm from. I share with him as far as my life, my journey. And I just tell him like, listen, man, you, whatever you desire, whatever you want, you know, you got to be the strongest proponent for it. Like, you got to go after it. You mm -hmm. cannot, like, wait for nobody to give it to you. You can, like, sit back, wait for it to happen. You got to put your destiny in your own hands. And I mm -hmm. said, if you are putting in the work, you are, you know, being diligent about your direction, 
things will work out in your favor. I remember even when this first started, the quarantine, and I was actually on an event. Event got canceled. I was in the airport, came right back. And I've, I remember telling him the first day, I said, you got to find an opportunity in every situation. Mm-hmm. I said, so what is the opportunity in this? I said, yeah, we about to be out. Like, you see me, I have no haircut. <laughs> yeah, people have been on it. <laughs> yeah, I have no haircut. But I mean, but it's like, I just told him, like, you know, what's your opportunity? I said, you're going to be at home. You're going to be able to, you know, um, you know, probably be doing work from home. I said, but it's also, to me, you know, he he's also an athlete. So mm-hmm. I also tell him, like, hey, man, what better time is it to just work out now? Yeah. Like, what better time is it to wake up and really had a time to work on your craft. So that's what I share with him. Yeah, I think that's my dad from Boston. Like, I couldn't imagine the way that he grew up because, like, we have a completely different life. Like, we went back yeah. and I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot different. Like, I yeah. cannot believe it. But, but how, does that, how does that make you feel? Because I'm always curious to, like, my son's perspective of, you know, your dad is sharing with you that mm-hmm. his journey was totally different from what you're able to experience. But is it truly, are you truly able to embrace and understand that? Or if it's just like kind of just stories that you hear? I wasn't fully able to understand it until we went back to Boston and we were able to see like his side of the family because they're still there. And I was like, I am spoiled. Like I did not realize how privileged I was until like we went back. And I think hearing stories about it, like you hear it, you don't really understand it. And then when you're there, you're like, all right. Oh, this is for real. Yeah, this all right. Real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. a state thing. That's a state thing with my son, man. I, I took him. We were in Compton uh, last summer. And just so happened I was going to a barbershop. And, and so I'm walking in the barbershop. And a guy that in the neighborhood I grew up with came into the barbershop. And he saw me. And he's like, you know, like a known, like, game member. But he was a guy that I always played basketball with. Always looked out for me uh, when I was younger. And so he's, like, telling my son stories. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking at him like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, listen, man, dad worked hard to make sure that your situation <laughs> yeah. is different. So appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, when I went over there, we were like in a Dunkin' Donuts and there was locks on everything. And like, I mean, I've never, <laughs> like I went to get a drink. I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to sit down and <laughs> wait for someone to pick me up. <laughs> but Definitely. We're, we're going to open up for questions now. Oh, Favorite arena to work in? Um, favorite arena to work in? Um, I want to say Barclay. Bar- you know what? It matters. College, the Yum Center is pretty cool in Louisville. I got to give it to them. Okay. They, I mean, from a, for a college um, basketball arena, I think it's I think it's pretty impressive. I think, I guess the elements, of course, doing a game in Cameron, just the energy that's there is, is always exciting. Um, NBA, I like Barclays. Okay, okay. Mary Mullins, she put one in the chat. Favorite PA slash CA of all time. Oh, it's Mary, of course. She knows who <laughs> it is. Listen, listen, she already knows. She knows I miss her. It's her. She knows it. <laughs> oh, well, you kind of already answered about the transition. So before you come off, if you had to say, I guess, your life motto, what you decide that you want to live by, what would that be? Um, I, I say for me, man, one thing I think I've learned later, which I wish I would have known a little earlier, is just the 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 importance of being present. Um, I think that, you know, presence and 
perspective to me is everything. I think that, like, even in now, man, I think so, you know, one thing that I think this moment is teaching us all is that sometimes we got to just slow down. You know, we got to mm-hmm. slow down. We got to really, as far as, like, really, you know, focus in on what's going on now because we're all just in this, in this same space of not knowing tomorrow, you know, what things are going to kind of transition into. So um, being present, I think, is very important. And then perspective, I think, how you choose and how you decide to look at life, it mm-hmm. changes how you see everything. You know, when once I started to really just have a perspective of positivity and and direction and be like, you know what, trying to see um the the you know how every single thing in my journey can work towards my good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, once I start seeing things like that, things just start looking different. Things stop bothering me probably as much. And I and I think it definitely shaped how I start moving forward. Yeah, I think that's an amazing thing to end on. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, no, thank you. Of course. And enjoy, I guess, the rest of the quarantine for as long as it lasts. Hey, man, hopefully I'll get in a barbershop soon. I know everybody's giving me a hard time. (laughs) I know I I saw my boys going to be hitting me up. All right, you take care. (laughs) Thank you. All right, bye bye.